Is that are you gonna are you gonna be screen sharing? Yeah. Um. No. Nam, you're ready to start, inshallah. So, I'm on video. Nam. Toyib. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Can you still see my video? No? No. Hmm, okay. My bad. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah, wa salli wa sallim ala rasulillah, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man walah, amma ba'd. So... My brothers and sisters, what I've been asked to, to speak about, or I've been asked to do is a quick reminder, maybe half an hour, maybe 25 minutes. Um, and the, to the topic I've chosen is dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The reason being because the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he told us in a hadith in Bukhari Muslim, he said, And this hadith really is profound. Ibn Qayyim has a book called Al-Wabil Al-Sayyib Min Al-Kalim Al-Tayyib. This book, he mentions in it, it's an explanation of the, or it's, a, it's to do with the book of Sheikh Al-Islam Ibn Taymiyyah about dhikr, remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what he does in this book, as amazing, is he mentions 70 benefits of the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, because of that, and he mentioned this hadith about, he mentioned this hadith as a, as a foundation of, 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 of the book, or generally in the book he mentions this hadith. And it is the hadith narrated by Bukhari Muslim, that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Should I not tell you about the best of your actions? And that the, the dhikr or the, the, the action, sorry. He says, should I not tell you about the best of your actions. And the most pure of your actions according to your king. And it is the best of action in terms of raising your levels. And this action is better for you than spending, spending gold and silver. And it's better for you, this action is better for you than for you to go and meet your enemy and to strike their necks and for them to strike your necks. Meaning fighting, 
the Prophet, so the Sahaba, they said, Bala ya Rasulullah, of course, tell us about this action. So the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Dhikrullahi azza wa jal, to remember Allah subhanahu azza wa jal. And so this great action, what is it? What is the definition of it? And I'm going to define it, and this is a definition that was given by, I think it's one of the best definitions I've heard, given by Sheikh Salih al-Usaymi, which he says, it is حضور تعظيم الله في القلب أو اللسان أو هما معا It is for you to have the greatness of Allah present in you. To remember the greatness of Allah by your heart or your tongue or both. So this shows that dhikr has many levels, has different levels. From amongst the levels is just in the heart. For a person just to think about Allah, to have dhikr of Allah in his heart. And this is a good level. And better than that is for them to have it on their tongue and on the, in their heart together. And this is the best type of dhikr, right? And from amongst the benefits of dhikr, I want to mention some of the benefits of dhikr. And the reason why I mention, I'm speaking about this topic is because of the time that we are here today, we are in a time or, or we're going through a phase of, of illness, of, of disease spreading, of fear. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us about how to protect ourselves from these diseases. From amongst them being, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions that about a dhikr. He says, مَن نَزَلَ مَنْزِلًا ثُمَّ قَالَ أَعُوذُ بِكَلِمَاتِ اللَّهِ التَّامَّاتِ مِنْ شَرِّ مَا خَلَقْ لَمْ يَضُرَّهُ شَيْءٍ حَتَّى يَرْحَلَ مِنْ, منزل من مَنْزِلِهِ ذَلِكَ أَوْ تِلْكَ أَوْكْمَ قَالَ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَمْ The hadith the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, whoever settles in a place, whoever goes to a place, ثُمَّ قَالَ And then he says, أَعُوذُ بِكَلِمَاتِ اللَّهِ التَّامَّاتِ مِنْ شَرِّ مَا خَلَقْ I seek refuge with the words of Allah in the Qur'an, or the words of Allah generally. I seek refuge with the words of Allah بِكَلِمَاتِ اللَّهِ التَّامَّاتِ The complete, perfect words of Allah مِنْ شَرِّ مَا خَلَقْ From the evil that he's created, nothing will harm him from that time, from whoever goes somewhere. And then he says this dhikr, أَعُوذُ بِكَلِمَاتِ اللَّهِ التَّامَّاتِ مِنْ شَرِّ مَا خَلَقْ Nothing will harm him whilst he's in that place. And another hadith, the Prophet sallallahu said, whoever wakes up and he says, three times in the, in the morning and in the evening, nothing of harm will harm him as well. Um, a quick story that I want to mention that I heard from my Sheikh, Sheikh Wasilullah Abbas, teacher in the, in the Haram of Mecca. He said to us that some students came to him from France. And they told him about a story. And they said we went to the place in the Maj, the Maj back in the days when Sheikh Mukbil was the was the teacher there. Sheikh Mukbil Mhabi Al Wadi'i. They went to the Maj. And so when they went there as, as for the first time, uh, the Sheikh gave them their istidafa. They, they they welcomed them, gave them some food. And after that, he got up and he said, "Go build your house." He took he took some some of the students and he said to them, "Go show them how to build a house." Students from France. So they went and they built a house from, from clay, mud, in the mud. Huh? These are hard times they live in. And so when they finished building the house, this French student, he said, I used to sleep and I saw a scorpion. He said, I would say every night, And he said, I would sleep and the scorpion would sleep next to me. And the scorpions are, are poisonous, right? The scorpion would sleep next to him. And so this is, this is a shahid. The evidence shows that this dhikr, if a person does it sidqan from his heart, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and he has 
He believes in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It shows that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not going to leave him, not going to forsake him, and he's going to protect him, right? From amongst the... So, this shows a huge virtue of dhikr. From amongst the virtues of dhikr, in terms of protection, because right now I'm speaking about protection, is a hadith, a long hadith that was narrated by Tirmidhi from Anas ibn Malik. I think Anas ibn Malik, radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And he says about it, he says, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, in Allah amara Yahya bin Zakariya alayhi salatu wa salam bi khamsi kalimatin an ya'mala bihinna wa an ya'mura bani Israel an ya'malu bihinna. He said that he commanded Yahya bin Zakariya with five words, five words, that he acts by them, number one, and he calls the children of Israel to act by them. So, fa'abta'a Yahya, Yahya, he took long to give this message. That he was commanded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Isa, Jesus, Isa. And Yahya, by the way, is who they call John. And Isa is Jesus. Isa came to him and he said to him, he was a cousin. He said to him, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded you to tell the children of Israel of five words. And so either you're going to tell them of what Allah commanded you, or I'm going to do it on your behalf. Because we have to get this message to the people. So, Yahya said, no, I fear that if I don't give this command, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make the earth swallow me. Will make the earth swallow me. And then so he gathered the children of Israel in Bayt al-Bayt al-Maqdis in Jerusalem, in, in, in Masjid al-Aqsa, until it got, it got full. Until they went on the shuruf al-Bayt, the, 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 the ceilings, the, the roofs of the, of the masjid. They were sitting on the roof, waiting for Yahweh he's going to command them. So he sat down and he said to them, to the children of Israel, in Allah has commanded me with five commands that I command you to do it. And I, I, I act by these commands and I command you to act by these commands. So he said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, number one, he commands them and he commands them a lot of commandments for amongst them being a tawheed of Allah. And I'll mention the hadith, I might as well mention the hadith since I'm there now. He said that, number one, the first command is, and maybe one day, inshallah, we'll do a longer um, lecture on this, just this hadith, because it's a long hadith, and we need to go into detail with it. Uh, he said, first of all, he said the first commandment that he was given is that you worship Allah, and you don't worship anything other than Allah. And he said the example of the one who worships other than Allah is like the one who has a slave. He bought a slave for his own money. And he had this servant serving him in his house. But, when he comes to his house, I have to pay him for this person with his own money. He goes and he works for someone else. So who, who from amongst you is going to be pleased with that? No, no one. That's like the one who worships other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then he says, number two, uh, and to establish the salah. And he said, when you're in the salah, do not look left or right. Do not look right or left. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in the front, is facing the, 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 the slave as long as he doesn't turn away. Then he commands them and he says, the, th- the, th- the third commandment is, that you give charity. And he says, the example of the one who gives charity is like the one who is re- captured by an enemy army. And so someone came after he was going to be executed and his chains were on his neck and he was going to be executed. Someone came and he said, I am going to pay his ransom, whether it's a lot of money or a little money, I'm going to pay his ransom. That's the example of Sadaqah. It saves you from the hellfire like that. Then he says, 
was siyam and I command you to fast. And the example of the one who's fasting is like the one who's carrying a, a bag of misk, of perfume. And whenever he walks by, everyone is amazed by the smell of this perfume that this person has with him. And so just like that, the one who's fasting, his mouth, his mouth, the smell that comes out of his mouth is more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than the, than the smell of misk. And then he says, and to remember Allah, the last Allah, the fifth one. I remember uh, to, to, to do dhikr of Allah. And what does he say about dhikr of Allah? He says that the example of the one who does dhikr is like the one who is fleeing from an enemy. You're free, fleeing and running away from an enemy until he goes into a hasin hasin. He goes into a castle or a, a, a fortress that is protective. You know, you know, fortresses is where is, is, is like a castle that it protects the, 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 the lands of the, of, the, of the people from enemies. He goes into that fortress and he protects himself. And it's just like that. The dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is what gives the person protection from shaitan. Just like that. Just like the person you run into the fortress, you run into dhikr, it protects you from the shaitan. And the hadith after that, it goes on. Uh, the Prophet sallallahu speaks. But this is what I wanted to get from it is that this dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a protection for you from all of these evils. We mentioned the dhikr, We seek refuge with the words of Allah from all evil that he created. And we mentioned the, the dhikr, three times. The Prophet sallallahu mentioned another dhikr, and that is ayatul kursi. And again, dhikr is anything that is something that you remember Allah with. Ayatul kursi, again, is a dhikr that provides protection from the, for the slave. The Prophet, in two ways, or many ways, but we mentioned two ways. The first way is that when, when a person is about to sleep and he reads Ayatul Kursi, the Prophet said, He will always have a protector from the angels, from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. An angel will protect him at his head when he recites Ayatul Kursi before he, before he sleeps. And another way that it it benefits you is that the Prophet وسلم, said, Whoever recites Ayatul Kursi, Allahu la ilaha illa huwa al Hayyul Qayyum, la ta'khuduhu sinatun wa la nom, lahu ma fi samawati wa ma fi al ard, man the ladi yashfa'u indahu illa bidni, ya'lamu ma bain aidim wa ma khalfahum, wala yuhituna bi shayim min ilmihi illa bi ma shah, wasi'a kursi yu samawati wa al ard, wala yudu hifuma wa huwa al aliyul alim. Whoever recites this after every single salah, then there is nothing between him and Jannah except for death. Again, another uh, benefit of citing the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A benefit that Ibn mentions of the adhkar of, that you do before you sleep. The adhkar that you do before you sleep. And it's an amazing dhikr that the Prophet sallallahu taught his daughter Fatima radiallahu anha and his cousin and the, wife, the husband of Fatima Ali radiallahu anhu. He taught them a dhikr and it has an amazing benefit that I want to mention that Ibn Qayyim mentions in this same book. Al-Wabil al-Sayyib. He says that Fatima radiallahu anha, one time she, she used to do work in the house, of course. She used to work in the house and serve, uh, clean and, you know, cook. So she had, her hands were very hard. Her hands became very hard because of the hard work that she used to do. So one time the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he, get, he gained a lot of beauty of war, spoils of war. But amongst them were servants. So he said to Ali, go to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, ask him for a servant to help us with our housework. So Ali radiallahu anhu went to Fatima and then he said, uh, you know, Ali went to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he asked him about, for, for the servant. So the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam, he said to him, 
go back. And so at night time, he went to the house of Ali and Fatima on their, on, their, on their bed sleeping. And he sat between them. He sat between them. And he said to them, should I not teach you something that is better for you than a slave or a servant to serve you in your house? They said, of course. They said, before you sleep. Now remember this, brothers and sisters. Before you sleep, say subhanallah 33 times. Say alhamdulillah 33 times. And say Allahu Akbar 34 times. It seems simple, but what benefit did the Prophet ﷺ give them? Instead of giving them a servant to help them physically with their work, he gave them dhikr to help them physically with their work. Meaning that this dhikr that they're doing, 33 times subhanAllah, 33 times alhamdulillah, 34 times Allahu Akbar, it will take the place of a servant in terms of giving them strength. So dhikr gives a person strength. Dhikr gives a person physical strength. And anyone who tries out, anyone who you have, he, he, he constantly does his adhkar on the sabah in the morning and in the evening. And after the salawat, he constantly does his dhikr. He realizes that this dhikr gives him strength throughout the day. And if he forgets it, that's the day that he becomes weak. After this story, this hadith, Ibn Qayyim, he mentions that and his sheikh, Ibn Taymiyyah, Ibn Qayyim is a student of Sheikh al-Islam, Abu al-Abbas, Ibn Taymiyyah, ta he said that my sheikh, Ibn Taymiyyah, I used to, one time I saw him, we prayed fajr with him. And I left and I came back at midday and he was staying, he was still sitting in the same place. And so he looked at me, he said, Ibn Taymiyyah looked at me and he said to me, this is my, my breakfast. And if I don't have this breakfast, my, 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 my strength goes away. My strength goes away. So from the benefits of dhikr is that it gives you, yes, physical strength, physical strength. And the evidence is that hadith of Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha. Hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Ibn Abbas narrated the Prophet alayhi salatu wa sallam he said مَثَلُ الَّذِي يَذْكُرُ اللَّهِ وَالَّذِي لَا يَذْكُرُ اللَّهِ مَثَلِ الْحَيِّ وَالْمَيِّتِ The one who remembers Allah he says dhikr and he doesn't remember Allah the difference between them is like the difference between the one who is alive and the one who is dead the one who is, the one who is alive and the one who is dead and so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because of this he commands us to do dhikr kathiran a lot he says, The dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a lot so that you may be successful. So from all of these things that we, get, we gained from the benefits of dhikr is that, number one, it protects you. It is a hasnun, hasnun, hasin. It's a protection from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from all sorts of evil. Like I mentioned the story to you of the man or, or the Shaykh Rasulullah, the story of the, of the people in the Maj. And I mentioned to you the also when a person goes out and he says oh Allah protect me from in front of me and behind me and on the right and on the left Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protects that person you know um, you know and the, 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 to be honest the, the benefits of dhikr are many Ibn Qayyim in that book Al-Wabir al-Sayyib he mentions 70 benefits of dhikr and I'm gonna not mention I can't mention all of them of course um, in this short uh reminder but that's what i want to remind you of that you do a lot of dhikr and the types of dhikr that you can do and there are many so the last one i'm going to mention is uh, first of all is is the place where you go to find dhikr so there's books there's books that you can go to where they mention the adhkar that you do in the night and in the evening 
and daily your daily the night and day from amongst those books and one of the best books there's two books that's written short very short you can find it online there's a book called al khulasatul hasna fi al adhkar as-sabah wal masa by sheikh saleh al usaimi um this book al khulasatul hasna is a book that just compiles the adhkar in the evening and in the morning that you do in the evening and in the morning i advise everyone to go to that book and there's a brother teaching it student i'm not sure exactly where on the on the, on the knowledge college they're teaching yasser, yasser yusuf he's teaching that book soon i saw it today i advise everyone to go check that out because it's a it's a book that everyone needs in the daily life to have you have an insan the muslim needs to be a person who you have the adhkar he constantly remembers his adhkar um can I write? I'll write it down. Yes, I'll write it down. Um, I'm going to write it down on the chat, okay? Al-Khulasatul Hasna Al-Khulasatul Hasna Fi Adhkari As-Sabahu Wa Masa Okay, that's the first book. And the PDF for the book is on the Knowledge College Instagram, okay? And it's a very important book. It's being taught at 6, 6 p.m., inshallah, today. Um, is it today? Inshallah. Al-Khulasatul Hasna fi Adhkar al-Sabah wal Masa. Another book that I recommend everyone to go and memorize the Adhkar in this book. And this, the, the book that I've given you is the Adhkar al-Sabah wal Masa, the morning and evening Adhkar. The one that's going to protect you in the morning and is going to protect you in the evening. You need to redo it every single time. Uh, it, comes in, uh, it comes in English, but uh, you have to try to learn in Arabic. Or oh, 6 p.m. now, 7 p.m. then, 7 p.m., inshallah. Also, the book of the of the Adhkar is Al-Wabil Al-Sayyib. This, this, this book, Al-Wabil Al-Sayyib, Min Al-Kalim Al-Tayyib. That's by Ibn Al-Qayyim, rahimahullah ta'ala. Okay? This one is not translated. The second book, the third book that we mention, or the, the third book is, the book written by Sheikh Salih Al-Usayim also, is Al-Baqiyat Al-Salihat. Al-Baqiyat Al-Salihat. Also written by Sheikh Saleh Al-Usaymi. And the last book is Al-Kalim Al-Tayyib by Ibn Taymiyyah. Al-Kalim Al-Tayyib by Ibn Taymiyyah. It's one of the best books that I mentioned that Adhkar, that person needs to memorize. And these Adhkar are protection for you, my brothers and sisters. It's a reason for Shaitan to not be able to come close to you. Is a reason for you to have strength in your body. It's a reason for you. Uh, and Hasan al-Muslim is, all, uh, is translated. The fortress of a Muslim is also very good. Hasan al-Muslim is also very good. And that's the only one that I know that's translated. The others, they are, I don't think they're translated. It's not really, these the ones I mentioned, they're not really books. They're just compilations of adhkar that you need to memorize and read. They and even how many times you need to read it uh, and things like that. You know, and the, 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 the benefits of adhkar is a lot. Um, I'll end with a hadith that a man, he came to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and he said to him, Ya Rasulullah, Inna shara'i'a qad kathurat. The obligations of Islam are too many on me. Too many, too many obligations on me in Islam. So give me babun jami'un atamassaku bihi. Give me something, one thing that I can hold on to. So the Prophet Alaihi Salatu Wasallam, he said, La yazalu lisanuka ratban min dhikrillahi azza wa jal. Do not let your heart or do not let your tongue become dry or moist or oh, sorry make sure that your tongue is always moist from the dhikr of allah okay so 
this my brothers and sisters constantly doing adhkar ask Allah to forgive you the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa said in a hadith Muslim إِنَّهُ لَيُغَانُ عَلَىٰ قَلْبِي My heart it has it gets a little uh, covering over it you know لَيُغَانُ عَلَىٰ قَلْبِي what he means by that is that the heart naturally it becomes just like iron becomes rusty it needs to be, or anything becomes rusty it needs to be polished right the heart naturally becomes uh, becomes uh, rusty until some people's heart because of their sins it becomes black and you can't even see anything they don't clean it and so مرة, he said that i ask allah to forgive me every single day 100 times that's the prophet so what about one of us how many times do we need to ask allah to forgive us to keep our heart away from being that rustiness oil protect us that it becomes dark and covered completely right so constantly make this card don't forget these and please brothers and sisters get these books or just look for the pdfs online and read and memorize the adhkar and do it in the evening and in the morning barakallahu feekum uh, i think there's quickly some questions that we need to take uh, as was promised um so yeah you can find these books online just write it down I can't remember. A man came to the Prophet Do some adhkar needs to be recited a certain amount of times? Yes, certain adhkar needs to be recited a certain amount of times. Read it three times in the morning and in the evening, for example. The adhkar al-hasnul muslim is very good as well. Yes, hasnul muslim I mentioned as well. Hasnul muslim is a good one as well. Ayatul Kursi, can this be morning? Yes, Ayatul Kursi in the morning and in the evening and after every salah as well. What is counted as morning and evening? Good question. The morning the morning is after Fajr. That's the time you do it. You do it after Fajr straight away. That's the time you should do Adkar until sunrise. That's the time for the morning Adkar. Um, if a person misses it accidentally but he constantly already does it, then in that case you can, you can make it up. But generally it's from the morning until sunrise. And then in the evening it's from uh, as soon as Maghrib comes in. So you do it after Maghrib or just before Maghrib so you can enter the, the Masa, the evening, whilst having done your Adhkar. What about Adhkar Ibn Uthaymin? Small white book and evening one. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. I think anything about Ibn Uthaymin is good generally. Is Ibn Qayyim's book a simple completion? No, Ibn Qayyim is, an, is, 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 is not a simple completion. Ibn Qayyim's book is an is a, is explanation and is, is a benefit. After sunrise, and when the sun rises, Fajr is when the sun starts to rise and when the sun completely rises, that's when it finishes. Could you repeat the definition of adhkar? The definition of adhkar is to have the remembrance of Allah present in your heart or on your tongue or both of them. They are all considered to be adhkar. And the best type is for it to be on the tongue and to be on the heart. Question from YouTube. Uh, what's the best dua for purification? What do you mean purification? What do you mean purification? I don't understand. Yani is it purifying the heart? Purifying the heart. All of all adhkar is good. Purification after you do purification, maybe you mean that. You say, when do you wudu? Can we recite all the books all together or use one book daily? No, they, all of the books they mentioned, adhkar, similar adhkar to be honest. One of them might mention one that another didn't mention. So you, mean, you read all of them. Can we recite all the uh, Do you tasbih on your fingers? Is it considered to be adhkar? Yes, doing tasbih on your fingers is considered to be adhkar, yes. Can a person just make dhikr on the tongue but not on his heart? Yes, he can, but it's better for him to make it on his heart and his tongue together. But if, he, if he's busy, for example, he just makes the dhikr even, even if it's just on his tongue. But he should try to make it in his heart. 
how can one have concentration in salah? What's the best tip? Concentration in salah, I think that the best tip for me is to, number one, is to be in a time and a place where you're, where, you're, where, you're, where you're calm. And number two is to know the meanings of the salah. Know the meaning of Surah Al-Fatiha. Know the meaning of what you're reading. Know the meaning of Sami Allah liman hamida. What does it mean? Sujood. Realize that in your, you're in the closest position to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And realize that currently reading is, is, is salah. That's the best way. If one makes dhikr, is that any benefit? Yes, if you just do dhikr on the lips, it's benefit. Yes, of course, it's benefit still. Can you do dhikr before bed? As the quds are said with hands blown on yourselves? Yes. Each three times and you blow on your body. That's what the Prophet said. Do before you sleep. Before you sleep, can you recite out to the kursi or recite to the kursi? You recite both of them. Recite out to the kursi and three times of these three surahs and out to the kursi once. Is it okay to do that car after Asr? Yeah, some scholars they allow it to do after Asr. The best time is just before Maghrib or just after Maghrib. <laughs> Is even referring to Asr up to Maghrib because at the end of the day, some scholars have the opinion. The opinion of Shaykh Salah is that it is after Maghrib. Shaykh Baz, his fatwa is that you do it before or after the Maghrib Salah, just before Maghrib Salah or just after Maghrib Salah. Will the morning count as self ruqya? Yes, these are the cards, they do count as self ruqya, of course. It is a way of of making shaitan go away from you. Oh, don't. All the other it keeps your shaitan away from you. Is the other in the heart better than doing it only on the tongue? Um, on the heart is generally better. Generally, generally. Which book is about 70 benefits of dhikr? The book is Al Wab al Sayyib, Min Al Kalim al Tayyib by Ibn Al Qayyim, Rahmallah Ta'ala. Isn't even after Asr? Even after Asr, after Maghrib. Is When you say that card, do you have to know the meaning or for it to be accepted? Or can you just recite Arabic without the meaning? You don't have to know the meaning for it to be accepted, but it's better, of course, it's better. But generally, if you don't, you should learn it. If you're doing that without thinking about it, does it benefit? Of course, it does. Yes, it benefits, but it's better to think about it. But if you, if you just generally, you should, the ones that have certain time, you should sit down and think about it. But generally, you're walking, just say, Astaghfirullah, 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 all oh, good. How many du'as do you need to know? You need to know the du'as that are obligatory upon you to know, such as the Fatiha and the Tasbih and the Salah. Is Surah Sajda part of that car we sleep? I don't know, Surah so, so, so Sajda, I don't know it to be from that car that you do before you sleep. Is Bid'ah to use Dikr beads? No, it's not Bid'ah, it's not Bid'ah. But it's better to use your fingers. Is there a bit out of fast when it comes to Salah and Miraj? Yes, that is an innovation. Uh, did you recite? Did you say recite after the sun has risen? Yeah, or straight after Fajr prayer? Straight after Fajr prayer. Straight after Fajr prayer. Not after the sun has risen. It's until the sun has risen. Do you recite the call uh, the kursi onto the hand when going to sleep, or is it just done through? You recite uh, to the kursi generally, and then you recite on your hands. You blow it. Uh, the the three. Why do we read certain adhkar a certain amount of time? Because the Prophet told us to do it. If a person knows they are learning to read, to read the Quran properly in class, should they still read the Quran out loud when they are not around the teacher to be corrected at home? Yes, they should. Inshallah, yes, you should read it out loud. Inshallah, some will correct you as well. Can I have your contact info? Of course, you can have my contact information, inshallah. Just contact me, inshallah. You can contact me. And I'll give it to you.
Um, a hundred istighfar in the morning and day. And the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to do a hundred times every day. You could do a hundred and more. Is Allah Akbar thirty-four times? Allah Akbar thirty-four times before you sleep. Before you sleep, I'm talking about. Is the hundred prescribed for morning istighfar? Astaghfirullah a hundred times. Allah Almighty. It's from the amal yom or layla. From day and night, not morning and evening. There's different adhkar. There's sabah and masa, morning and evening, and there's al-yom wa layla, day and night. Alhamdulillah. The best adhkar in the Quran is yes, the best adhkar is the is the Quran. Yahdiq Allah subhanahu Do you recite the surahs three times, following one blow, or do you recite it three each? You do it three times each. Three times each, and you blow it once, and then you do it again, and you do it a third time, and you do it again like that. After the Quran, what's the best zikr? Ayatul Kursi, which is part of the Quran. Salah on the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Prophet, alayhi salatu wa salam. The Prophet, sallallahu alayhi salatu wa salam, he said to Abu Dhar al Ghifayim. Abu Dhar came to him and he said to him, Ya Rasulullah. Should I give to you all of my uh, time? I used to have a certain time where he used to make uh, dua. And so he said to the Prophet, Should I give you one third of my salah? So I, one third of my time of I'm making dua, I only make it for you. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad. He said, Do it. And if you, and if you want, and if you do more, then it's best, it's good for you. People are going to think I have corona. <laughs> um, and then and then he said to him, what about what, one half of my of my of my car of my of my time he said do it and if you if you do more then it's best for you and he said what about two thirds of my dua time I'll give it to you O messenger of Allah he said do it and if you do more then it's good for you and he said what about if I give you aja'ullaka salati kullaha ya rasulullah should I give you all of my 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 car my salah my dua, he said, Eden, took Fahamuk, Wayulfar than Beck, both of them. He said, In that case, if you do that, only Salah on the Prophet, وسلم, then in that case, all of it, your, 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 your needs will be fulfilled and your sins will be forgiven. So, from amongst the best adkar that you can do is to send Salah on the Prophet. A lot of people on YouTube ask, can you explain the dhikr of the heart? What do you mean by this? It's to just remember Allah in your heart. You remember Allah generally. You know Allah is there. And you remember that uh, the, the, the great Sahabi Abu Darda kan akthara ibadatihi kan akthara ibadatihi at-tafakkur. He used to think about Allah a lot. The thinking about Allah. I'm not talking about meditating. I'm talking about generally having Allah present thinking in your heart. <laughs> There's an ayah in the Quran to recite istighfar before Fajr. How many istighfar? It generally is well, before Fajr that you do generally istighfar a lot. It's a good time to do istighfar at that time. Asalullah and Yahalakum in the Pharaoh Sassini. I mean, what deed is guaranteed protection from hypocrisy? Protection from hypocrisy, a person. He prays when no one's watching him. 
and he gives charity when no one's watching him, and he does good deeds when no one's watching him, then inshallah Allah will protect you from his hypocrisy, inshallah. Is rain a sign of mercy upon us? To do is istighfar. If a person does istighfar and Allah sends down rain, then not down rain is, rain, rain is mercy, not down. But not, not what they done in Morocco, where everyone's doing istighfar from the window and shouting Allah from the window and rain came down and they thought, yeah, it's sunnah to do this. No, it's different. Just doing istighfar generally is sins is a reason for not no rain. Um, do you recite the car after salah only after obligatory ones? Yes, it's only after, it's after obligatory ones. The sunnah salawat, some of them have their own specific adkar that you do after, like qiyam al and stuff. I heard a hadith where a person who is busy with the Quran and has less time with Allah. Yes, the hadith is authentic from what I remember. I think it's written by Sahih Muslim. Man shaghlahu dhikri am mas'alati a'taytu akthara mimma u'ati as-sa'ilin. Whoever, my dhikr, it busies him from my asking me, then I give him better than what I give those people who ask. From YouTube, can I read that in English if I struggle to do in Arabic? Allahu alam, you should, you should do it in Arabic. It should be in Arabic. English is, is different. It's not these spe- the specific ones, it's only in Arabic. <laughs> is there a virtue of reading Kalima La ilaha illallah 100 times a day? La ilaha illallah 100 times a day? Allahu alam, I don't know. I don't know about that. Wa iyaakum. Khalas barakallahu feekum. Wa anda inshaAllah ta'ala. I don't have Instagram. I don't have Instagram. You message me on Instagram. I don't have Instagram. <laughs> I don't know your messaging. We were taught to make dua after each from salah. Now I find this not from sunnah. Yeah, it's not sunnah to make dua specific dua. Especially that card is the sunnah, not not dua after each from salah. Do you say dhikr of prayer after each rakah or after the whole obligatory prayer is completed? After the whole obligatory prayer is completed, how can I get in touch with you? You can message me on Twitter. That's the only way. Last question. Let's end it there. Can I get my, e- my email? I don't really check my email. And this is my Twitter. Barakallahu feekum. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu wa iyaakum. I'll end it there, inshallah. I'm going to leave you. Yeah?